Sorry, what about you? Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for the handover. Oh, do you want me to, want to do a handover? Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Co-Conspirators podcast. I'm your host, John, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Callum. Hello. And Luke. Hi. So before we go any further, a huge shout out to our listeners on YouTube and the various podcast platforms. We're aware that we don't get any real interaction with our listeners outside of YouTube. So any listeners on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, etc., please subscribe to our YouTube channel and drop a comment or alternatively follow us on Twitter at three co-conspirators or Instagram at co-conspirators podcast and drop us a message there. Now onto the show. So our topic today has been deeply ingrained in many of our previous episodes, much like how they're supposedly deeply ingrained in society. This episode is about a mysterious group of people that allegedly rule the world with apparent celebrity members such as Beyonce, Jay-Z and Katy Perry. No, this isn't a pop, hip hop cross supergroup. It's of, <laughs> course, it's of course an episode all about the Illuminati. Now, the Illuminati has roots as far back as 1776, when the Bavarian Illuminati was founded as a group of people with the goal to put an end to the machinations of the purveyors of injustice and to control them without dominating them. This group allegedly grew in power and numbers rapidly and has allegedly controlled the world for decades, with its members pulling the strings of so-called puppets in politics, music and celebrity life. So that was the main event of 1776. Yeah, I know. Very uh, Illuminati chapter. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, nothing else major happening around then. Right, so I'm going to hand over now to Callum for our first theory. Now, I'm sure everyone is aware of the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know, with respect to getting ahead in many aspects of life. Who you blowing? <laughs> well, depending on what industry you want to be going into. So, well, film. Other, film. Oh, definitely then. <laughs> As we talk about industries, nowhere is this more applicable in the world of work, where nepotism has allowed people to rapidly ascend the career ladder, landing highly paid positions well above their experience grade, based on personal connections within the company or organisation. While good networking is essential to building a career, it shouldn't be at the expense of hard work or expertise. So that's why the concept of being self-made is held in such high regard. People are drawn in by the idea that a successful entrepreneur is able to build a business without significant outside help through hard work, talent, and a healthy dose of luck. It basically forms the heart of the American dream. Imagine some of you are wondering where I'm going with this. And no, it's not career advice, nor is it an attack on your stereotypical inspirational Instagram entrepreneur. So I will admit I'm no fan of that particular avenue of so-called businessmen, but that's not the real issue here. My theory concerns one of the richest businessmen in the world, who is no stranger to controversy within the conspiracy world. So any guesses to whom I might be referring? Jeff Bezos. Close. I think it's Bill Gates. That's the one. That is the one. There is some stuff out there about Jeff Bezos, but that would make this theory far too long. I've got enough on Bill Gates as it is. He's no stranger to conspiracy, for sure. Exactly. You've got it. So we once again scrutinising good friend of the podcast, Bill Gates, who, <laughs> frankly, needs no introduction. Gates has become a celebrated public figure after having built the software giant Microsoft from seemingly humble beginnings and transformed it into one of the world's most widely recognised and powerful corporate entities. This has allowed him to establish a foundation with his wife, Melinda, widely considered the largest private foundation in the world, which is aimed at reducing poverty and improving quality of life globally. Their mission statement reads, All lives have equal value. We are impatient optimists working to reduce inequality. Now that does to me sounds dangerously close to all lives matter, which <laughs> is not a thing a very popular saying on the Twitter sphere, that's for certain. <laughs> so Bill might want to update that one just um, from, from a friend. Bit of advice for you. But anyway, much has been made of his success story, with Forbes classifying Bill Gates as a self-made billionaire on their official rich list. But does this really hold true, 
or had more sinister forces play a helping hand in establishing this entrepreneur as household name, allowing their products and services to reach countless millions across the globe. It is recognised within the conspiracy world that the Illuminati is a family affair, so this theory might sound a little bit like an episode of Long Lost Families, minus Davina McCall. <laughs> so, Bill Gates has found himself embroiled in several conspiracy theories recently with regards to his involvement in the coronavirus vaccine and his general involvement with pandemic science, not to mention his father's interest in eugenics and population control. Pretty shady stuff, right? I'll get back to him, but first, a little bit more information about Bill Gates' origins. Bill Gates is famous for dropping out of Harvard University, and along with Steve Jobs, has no doubt been used by ex-students across the world as justification for their own decision to quit their studies. So Microsoft began in 1974, when a friend of Bill Gates, Paul Allen, saw an advert on the issue of popular electronics that demonstrated the Altair 8800, or 8800, the first microcomputer. He brought this term and showed it to Bill Gates, and they saw potential to develop an implementation of BASIC for the system, which I think is a type of coding language. Fast forward five years, and Bill Gates has negotiated an incredibly lucrative deal with business giant IBM, which saw Microsoft securing royalties on every IBM computer sold. Said that IBM approached Microsoft after negotiations with rival software firm Digital Research failed, but what would cause such a massive company to approach a relative newcomer to the field? The answer, some believe, was Bill Gates' mother, Mary, a board member at United Way, a massive non-profit organization. She knew the CEO of IBM, Jim Opel, and was able to introduce him to her son, possibly influencing IBM's decision to partner with Microsoft. It's no secret that Mary Gates is well-connected. Bill Gates himself has talked about this in documentaries, but the extent to which these could be considered deep state, and by extension, part of the Illuminati, is interesting. Mary Gates, or Mary Maxwell, as she was known before marrying Bill Gates Sr., is part of the Maxwell banking family. Oh. Well, I don't don't want to burst that particular conspiracy bubble, but I will (laughs) add that uh, Maxwell is a fairly common surname. There's no definitive connection between her and disgraced socialite Glenn Maxwell and her father's nefarious deeds with pensions. Well, that's as far as we know anyway. That was certainly going, pl- back, going back, there's a there's a chance about eight generations up, so you never know. I suppose there's also the theory that we were all connected in some way, so uh, the surname that's similar certainly reduces those chances somewhat. But if that was the case, it was revealed there was a link between um, her father, James Maxwell, and Ghislaine's father, Robert Maxwell, maybe long-lost brothers, who knows? That would certainly imply some serious Illuminati connections, given the power that they've wielded for all the wrong reasons. Imagine in like 200 years, someone just traces back that family tree and like Elaine Maxwell's like their great, great aunt. And you're like, oh, you search them up and all that stuff comes off. You'd never want to reveal that information to no. anyone. You've been off the ancestry DNA envelope. <laughs> so Mary Maxwell's father, this was James Maxwell, was once on the board of the Seattle branch of the Federal Reserve. And she herself has served on the boards of several major corporations, sharing a position on the National Board's Executive Committee of United Way, as I said, which introduced her to fellow committee member Jim Opel of IBM, another incredibly powerful individual. Other known players in the world of the Federal Reserves are the infamous Rothschilds, whose links to the Illuminati ring very strongly within the conspiracy sphere. Maybe it's a tenuous link, but that's enough to discredit the idea that Bill Gates is entirely self-made, depending on your definition of the term. Regardless, he certainly didn't come from a world of poverty. On the other side of his parentage, there is also anecdotal evidence that alleges Gates was the beneficiary of a $25,000 check that allowed him to start Microsoft from his bedroom. Back in 19... 19- 19- 
That's maybe nothing in today's money. I mean, Donald that... Trump got a small loan of $1 million, didn't he? Yeah, he's a very smart businessman. He transformed that into bankruptcy. Got to be a genius <laughs> to do that. Trump was a billionaire, right? Uh, I'd assume so. Yeah, yeah, he was. Ultimate respect for being able to achieve billionaire status and also bankruptcy. That takes some doing. <laughs> got some serious spending power. <laughs> But yeah, so back to that um, 25,000, which may or may not be a large sum of money, depending on your circumstances. But in 1970s, it certainly was, and it's thought to be around 150,000 today. This money was provided by his father, Bill Gates Sr. Firstly, I'll start by saying that the Illuminati, Masons, and so-called deep states um, interests are apparently very concerned with bloodlines. So the fact that Bill Gates and his father share the same name certainly sets off a few alarm bells before I bring up the more nefarious conspiracies. I think it's also the ultimate ego trip, naming your son after you. Just <laughs> it's a really with... American thing, though, isn't it? You end up with, like, Davis Luff the Seventh, like, all these thirds and stuff after people's names. Mm. It's just a super proud of their heritage, like, over-the-top over proud of their heritage. I mean, it's all right to be proud of your heritage, but, you know, just keep naming children the exact same names. It's just a bit... Junior, one junior, okay, when you're getting fifths, the sixth, the seventh. It's not, we're not in good lines of kings and queens anymore. Yeah. But if I'm correctly recalling, we have maybe referenced Bill Gates Sr.'s interest in eugenics and population control in a previous episode. But I know for certain we definitely heavily referenced Bill Gates' own vested interest in pandemics and population control, discussing allegations that Bill Gates wants to control the vaccination supply, possibly even the contents of the vaccine. Do you know much about his, his views on eugenics? Is it basically towards white power or is, is it just that races are different? I think so, yeah. There's, there's talk of um, what I'm going to come into very briefly, talk about Planned Parenthood. Apparently the founders of someone who's very involved in the founding of Planned Parenthood was definitely a fan of eugenics and wanted to reduce the black population and was very much trying to market Planned Parenthood towards that, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. But as for this one, this is just a bit of a cursory glance over Bill Gates Sr.'s views on it, but certainly a very horrible topic. So just to avoid retreading old ground, I would recommend you checking out our coronavirus episodes. It's certainly very topical at the moment with all the, the good news regarding vaccinations to springing up left, right and centre. I hope it doesn't provide too many sobering thoughts if you were to believe the conspiracies about what might be involved with a mass inoculation protocol. Couldn't possibly go I was wrong. Say, good news based on what your stance is on vaccines <laughs> may or may not be good news. Well, I don't think we have any anti I hope we don't have any anti-vaxxers listening because that is an ironic movement. But there can be some legitimate concerns with a vaccine that could have been rushed through testing despite all the world's top scientists working on it. When the initial news was, oh, it takes several years to produce a vaccine, we've got one in six months. Yeah, I think think they did say, basically, it was uh, very lucky that the pandemic was a coronavirus just because they'd been preparing coronavirus vaccines for years, but just never had the money chucked into it. So they'd already done some of the groundwork, I guess. But I, I, again, that's a story for the uh, previous episode. Absolutely. And some of that money has come from our good friend Bill Gates. But back to <laughs> his uh, father, Bill Gates Sr. He was a prominent lawyer and married into the Maxwell banking family, as I previously discussed, and also has strong ties to the Planned Parenthood organization in America. The earliest reference to William Gates Sr. having an affiliation with Planned Parenthood is a listing of board members in a set of 1976 congressional documents. Back in 1976, Planned Parenthood's purpose statement included the line to provide leadership in achieving a US population of stable size in an optimum environment. So depending on how much you read into it, it doesn't exactly read brilliantly if you want to draw population control and possibly even eugenics interpretations. 
it certainly raised a few questions, especially in today's day and age. So it has since been admitted from this uh, mission statement. But does the aim still stand? Also, another interesting fact I've just noticed, this was it, but um, the first one's in 1976. Microsoft was officially, I think, founded in 1976 in November. So could this be all laying the groundwork for Bill Gates to achieve the Illuminati's goals? Well, it's been a it's a long time coming if it's it's been since then and they're finally now just getting their vaccine to control the entire world out. I suppose. Yeah, we think remember was it the QAnon thing we discussed a couple yeah. of a few episodes ago. It's, it's all part of the plan. Everything is paving the way for mm. future steps as much as we get things wrong here and there. It's all part of the grand plan. I, I guess as well, John mentioned in the intro, the first Illuminati chapter was out of Bavaria, and we, we know the Germans are quite big fans of eugenics, so that would fit in well with Bill Gates Sr. <laughs> Absolutely, that's, that's, that's why the whole movement became, became it's a touchy subject that's been very yeah. light on the matter after the Nazis were so prominent, actually took this research and put it into action. I did not know that supposedly, I don't know if that's a matter of fact, that there was one in Bavaria, but I, I didn't know it started in Germany. I mean, it doesn't surprise What, the Illuminati? Me. Yeah. No, that is real. Like, that, that part is fact. There was the Bavarian Illuminati that started. It's just the only conspiracy part of it is how far it actually went. Officially, it's just a group of wealthy sort of landowners that, that didn't like the way their state was run or something, and they tried to influence politicians. But then, obviously, the conspiracy side of it is it went a lot further and extended yeah. the whole world. Well, I'm pretty sure that it's probably a bit of a tenuous link, but I'm pretty sure Hitler announced himself Chancellor of whatever it's called of Germany in Bavaria. So it could be a link. Let's just hope our neighbourhood watch doesn't get delusions of grandeur, start influencing local politicians and spreading for an Illuminati 2.0. In which case, you'd argue like Hitler was part of the Illuminati. You'd argue that Britain isn't because they're trying to stop it. But but then you think there's, there's members of the British royal family who've had links to Nazi Party. They will definitely have German. Yeah, I mean Kaiser Wilhelm was Tory's cousin or nephew or something. Yeah, there's one of the I think it was one of the Edwards. I think or something. I remember in the Royal Family's podcast. I think it was a Nazi sympathizer back in the 30s. So it's amazing how all these things are interconnected. It does sort of the idea of a deep state could ring true if you draw coincidences, not causalities, from tenuous links here and there. You could engineer a way to if it all falls into place nicely for a brilliant conspiracy theory. So as I was saying that um, about this 1976 bill of Planned Parenthood of board members. So other than rec- instantly recognisable names that stick out include Pierre Estepont, Mrs. Walter N. Rothschild, and Isaac Asimov, who's a sort of acclaimed science fiction writer. And some of his books may or may not have inspired a young Bill Gates with ideas of pa- global pandemics, vaccines, and other science fiction dystopian outcomes. Yeah, I mean, it's very science fiction, but then if he's got the capabilities, what's to stop him? That's when fiction becomes reality, mm-hmm. if you believe that theory. But another one would say fiction becoming reality, or talking about science fiction, or film in general, but a very, very tenuous link, which I think is the theme of this theory. So it's the um, Pierre Dupont. So Dupont Chemical Corporation, have any of you heard of it? Rings a bell. No, I don't think so. It's a, it's a massive American chemical company, another tangent, but that's been the centre of a highly controversial saga to do with dumping chemicals into water supplies in West Virginia. Oh, yeah. And basically they, they knew about it for decades, conducted several um, research, not several, a multitude of research studies on their own workers who had presented with severe symptoms, case of cancer, all having worked with this particular chemical that was then being pumped into the water supplies disposed of so i would recommend the film dark waters which details the damage that the 
DuPont Chemical Company's course to American communities. I know a similar thing happened in Flint, which is in Michigan, where they like redirected a pipe in order to benefit some local business. But then the pipe took all the water out of rather than Lake Michigan, which is supposedly really clean. It was from somewhere else and all the locals like getting really ill, loads of dodgy chemicals in and people are dying young, like children have been really badly affected and it's just being brushed under the carpet because some local huge company paid for this pipe to be installed because it benefited them that mirrors the case pretty much exactly in terms of like a local a massive company that one's quite recent right as in this i think it's still ongoing now i've seen yes it's still it's still ongoing it definitely hasn't been resolved no it just shows the power this company has over the population because that's basically where most of the jobs of this these small towns came from. So the whistleblowers were completely ostracized by mm. the communities. The film tells the story of one lawyer who was contacted out of the blue by a farmer who knew his grandma. That's the only reason he took the case and basically just worked and worked the case to uh, expose the DuPont company, which has since been dissolved or partnered with another company in attempts to try and save face. It really affected it badly, and rightly so. What they did was shocking. Mm. But so back to the theory after that tan- film tangent, I'm sure GL appreciates. <laughs> so, this aptly named tycoon class of the first half of the 20th century had an unhealthy fascination with population control. The financiers of the scientific research into population control included John D. Rockefeller and Clarence James Gamble, who's heir to the Procter and Gamble company fortune. So conspiracy theorists would likely draw strong connections between them and the Illuminati, given how much power and wealth they have amassed. Is the notion that Bill Gates Sr. was associated with the Rothschilds and Rockefellers enough to brand Bill Gates a member of the Illuminati? Is he destined to follow his father's footsteps by ushering in a new era of population control under the guise of a man-made pandemic and subsequent microchipped virus? I guess it could be argued that Bill Gates is, or has turned out to be, the perfect agent for the Illuminati, should you believe the conspiracy. Born into a wealthy family with alleged ties to the deep state, backed by a substantial investment from his father, he was able to use his mother's connections to build his business into a major global corporation. From there, he could transition into philanthropy through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, bolstering his public image and highlighting himself as a beacon of trust and hope from his work in developing countries. He was then able to manoeuvre himself into a position of authority on vaccines and pandemics, despite not having a formal epidemiological education. Nevertheless, people believed and trusted his message right around the time when a global pandemic was wreaking havoc on the world. His capital allows him to invest heavily in vaccine projects, with um, potentially allowing him the opportunity to tailor things to his needs based on his significant stake in these projects, perhaps fulfilling the Illuminati desire for control over the global population, as well as continuing his father's interest in eugenics. I mean, all of this does sound pretty far-fetched, but it's not beyond the possibility or the realms of possibility that Bill Gates' intentions may not be entirely altruistic or that he may be in cahoots with other members of a so-called global elite or even the Illuminati itself. That's enough for me. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's certainly interesting. And, you know, it's been even more relevant this year than ever, but those links have, have long been with him. And, you know, there seems to be a lot of background on it, a lot of things he's done that can be linked in one way or another. And, you know, when, it's, when his father is so heavily linked to an organisation that's kind of fraught with eugenics claims, it, you wouldn't be surprised if it kind of got passed down her, the hereditary line. And also when you link him to, to the Point family, which is now being exposed and, you know, the Rothschilds, which kind of get exposed. Uh, it's, it's, it's fishy to say the least. And the fact that, you know, it just implicates the whole world. It's, it's a good theory. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go for it. an 8.5 out of 10. I like that. In terms of believability, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like a long way to go, but you're right. They'd be the perfect agent. His program is in almost 
Western world's families in one way or another. He's he's trusted by the majority of the population. He's trusted by people high up. And not only that, he's, he's super powerful. He's got so much money. You know, we, I think we spoke on our coronavirus episode that the only organization that donates more to the World Health Organization than the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the UK, which just goes to show the, the power they have and the power they have over the um, governing body that is influencing our response to the pandemic. I will say on him not being an epidemiological expert, I mean, I'm sure he's not handcrafting the vaccines himself. I'm sure he is hiring the best scientists to do <laughs> it's it. So, <laughs> so I'm not really too sure it matters too much. Like I'm not, I'm also convinced he probably wouldn't be the best, you know, video games expert either, but he's, well, he's actually done a pretty shoddy job lately of that, but <laughs> that's another story. Um, just for the fact that he would be so useful and has all the power, I'm going to probably make it a bit more believable than I think. I, I think it's quite low, but just on that alone, I'm going to go for a four out of ten. I'll take that. I'll take that. Just the way you're saying that, so yeah, it's going to be low believable. Just a little bit of just something to spice things up a bit, I guess. Uh, what about you, John? What do you think? Shit, micro <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, okay, yes, I thought it was a really good theory. Obviously, linking the sort of richest, or as you now like second or third richest man in the world, but he's still up to being in the Illuminati. It's not not a massive stretch, but you know, it has to be done. <laughs> and all those links to, to other families, you know, the Rothschilds are what, probably the name most synonymous with the Illuminati. So to say that they've had dealings with them, and then obviously all the stuff with his dad and Planned Parenthood perhaps seems a little bit dodgy. Um, so yeah, the overall theory I'll go for an eight and a half out of ten as well. Believability wise, I think if you're trying to convince anyone of one single person who's in the Illuminati, Bill Gates probably be top of that list most, <laughs> <laughs> just because of just how wealthy he is. The, the fact that he seems to have his fingers in so many different pies, like the the WHO and the, his own foundation that is, you know, supposedly doing a lot of good work. I'm sure if you take the conspiracy out of it, I'm sure it is doing a hell of a lot of good work. There's so much money been pumped into it. Yeah. Could have ulterior motives. Okay, fans and... of malaria might disagree. <laughs> I know there's a few of them out there. <laughs> the big mosquito industry just up in arms. <laughs> but yeah, see, I think in terms of believability, if you're going to say anyone is in it and you're picking Bill Gates, I think it's got to be quite high up because of all his influence and all the contacts and stuff he will have had already by the sounds of it and certainly new ones it would have made being in the position that he's in so for the theory that he kind of got to where he is with a little bit, little bit of help from the illuminati through family links and friends i think i'll go a little bit higher i'll go for five out of ten right thanks for that, john i'll just round up things quickly with my closing thoughts and yeah, it was an interesting one to research there was go basically try to avoid just going, reciting through the family trees on some interesting <laughs> reddit posts about how certain very powerful individuals may or may not be linked through their families because obviously the Illuminati places a lot of emphasis on bloodline. But again, it just seems to be like pointing the fingers at, oh, you're rich, you're rich, you're rich. You've clearly not gotten this money through just hard work and selling a product that's highly demanded, which sometimes just tends to be the case. It's not all hard work. You do have to have a big slice of luck, a healthy investment, et cetera, et cetera. But as we've basically established, there's quite a few tenuous links that sort of hold this theory together. And even though they're creaking under any sort of scrutiny, if you completely deny the existence of an Illuminati or deep state or global elite. The overall theory is quite interesting. There's certain scope for to do other members of the Forbes rich list, essentially. So like Jeff Bezos, he's got some interesting family links. 
well if we were able to do a follow-up episode on the Illuminati. Got any brief synopsis of his family links? Lots of links, I think, to oil, more banking, and also thinks one of his members of his family basically invented the internet or was involved in the invention of the internet. So does seem like quite useful for a man who sells for started off selling books on yeah. the internet and unless he sells, sells anything you can name you can find it on amazon might be quite useful <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah let's just rate it quickly i'll give go for an eight out of ten on the conspiracy theory front but and believability like we said it's yeah we've all said if anyone was going to be part of it you think bill gates behind the facade of altruistic philanthropists there's got to be something i think we said with the coronavirus episodes to be that motivated to make so much money and also remember i think it's this planned obsolescence um was it for these microsoft products for the for the ibm computers actually that basically meant they had to keep re- renewing or updating their subscription to his products so it's got to have a bit of a hardline streak. Whether that's enough to be in cahoots with the so-called Illuminati and to be pioneering or advocating for eugenics, maybe that's a bridge too far. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that he was part of a global elite to all meet up in shadowy mountain castles and have <laughs> drinks around the tables with shark pits in the bottom. If <laughs> so, Jeff Bezos, you haven't made enough money this year. The feds are on to you for treating your workers poorly. You're in risk of blowing a cover, press the button, right? You're gone. <laughs> Actually, they meet once a year to discuss how they're running the world, but I definitely count Bill Gates amongst those figures. And there's got to be some, maybe they've all got a group chat or something. Maybe it's not the Illuminati, maybe it's just a rich guy's group chat. So I think I'll, I'll give the believability. I'm going to go for a, a 5.5 out of 10, just, just on the basically more weight on the fact that he's part of a global elite. And that's enough from me. John, what have you got for us? All right, so my theory is all about Bob Dylan and potential involvement in the Illuminati and maybe with the devil. So Bob Dylan is widely regarded as one of the best songwriters of all time and has been a major figure in pop culture for over 50 years. He's also Spencer Owen's favourite artist. Fun fact for you. Is he really? Yeah, I don't know why I remember that thing. We saw it in a Q&A years ago and it's stuck with me ever since. That's on a, Bo- I think that's on Bob Dylan's LinkedIn page. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, carry on. <laughs> well, it's easy to see why. Such songs like Tangled Up in Blue, Knocking on Heaven's Door and Blowing in the Wind are iconic. And they're so well written and Bob Dylan's such a good writer that he even received the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2016. I thought about to say the Nobel Peace Prize there. Uh, <laughs> this is Music United Nations. I mean. So these achievements and Dylan's legacy put the vast majority of even successful musicians to shame, leading some to believe that he had some sort of intervention or dealings. This level of success and fame must come with temptations and helping hands along the way, perhaps from those controlling the world. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> His songs often focus on equality and peace, which many have taken to mean is in favour of the Illuminati and a one-world government. <laughs> Not much of a leap at all there. No, an easy conclusion to draw. <laughs> the song Hurricane focuses on the racist-based prosecution of a black man framed for a robbery. The song is incredibly powerful and undoubtedly has a harrowing and poignant message, but is one example of many of his songs promoting a message of equality and peace. Something some have rather strangely pointed to is proof that he's in league with those running the world to try and put the message out of a one-world government. In a 1986 interview, Bob Dylan spoke about his career in life, and he placed a great deal of emphasis on talking about trying to please the people that are trying to control the entire world. Now, clearly he could be talking about governments or businesses, but the hints he made and his manner of talking 
took a far more sinister tone and seemed to reference a small number of people rather than multinational companies. So again, that's, I think it's a bit of a strange thing to say, rather than like trying to please the world or whatever he said. Trying to please the people that are trying to control the entire world. When you say a small number of people, uh, rather than large multinational companies, like, do we have any like, idea like how many people are in this organisation? Are we talking like all the heads of government and thousands of other politicians? <laughs> Sorry, the head no. of government though, is it? Because the people trying to maybe seize control from the governments and try and unite them in this new world order, one world government project restart. I think, yeah, I think there's a few different theories out there. I think some will say that all the leaders are agents and others might say that it's trying to start a revolution. But Yeah, I think that the kind of theory behind it is prime ministers and stuff aren't actually really members, but they're controlled by members, yeah, almost so like, like people agents. pulling the strings. So in 2020, Bob Dylan released a song called Murder Most Foul, which was all about the Kennedy assassination. Some of the lyrics include... President Kennedy was a riding high. Good day to be living and a good day to die. Being led to the slaughter like a sacrificial lamb. You've got unpaid debts. We've come to collect. We're going to kill you with hatred without any respect. If I can see why that won the uh, why you won the Nobel Prize for Literature, that's uh, much better than a J.K. Rowling novel. Yeah, hey, beautiful, isn't it? Quite good lyrics, actually. I was following along, you know. I was quite digging that. <laughs> well, it, it is Bob Dylan, to be fair. It is what he's known for. But yeah, it came out. Only came out this year. I didn't realise he was still making music, to be honest. Bob Dylan's the same syllables as bolting off and it sounds dangerously <laughs> alike if you say it fast. So this song is obviously an interesting take on the supposed murder of President Kennedy by Lee Harvey Oswald. The reference to we clearly suggests more than one person or a group, perhaps the Illuminati. Also, Bob seems to imply some sort of insider knowledge regarding the event when he says we're going to kill you with hatred without any respect. You've got unpaid debts. It's because every time the word we is used in a song, it's absolutely based on the person's experiences. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not a bit of symbolism or something like that. Yeah, well, we'll take it at face value. The owing of debts is also mentioned, which I think is, is quite odd, really. I mean, in the official story, what does JFK owe to Lee Harvey Oswald? I'm, I'm not really sure. But um, people have said that perhaps this is because some sort of bargain was struck by Kennedy with the Illuminati, or something or someone even more powerful, uh, which is a topic I'll touch on now. So in a 2005 interview with Ed Bradley, Bob Dylan was asked why he was still making music and touring when he could just be sat at home enjoying his wealth, given he was 65 years old at the time. Dylan replied, It goes back to that destiny thing. I made a bargain with it a long time ago, and I'm holding up my end. The interviewer said, What was your bargain? Dylan said, To get where I am now. Interviewer said, Can I ask who you made the bargain with? Dylan said, with the chief commander. The interviewer said, on this earth. And Dylan said, on this earth and the world we can't see. So this kind of points to some sort of, and a lot of people have alluded to, that he's talking about making a deal with the devil, selling his soul in exchange for all his wealth and success. And this may also tie into the Illuminati and their so-called satanic rituals. Dylan also sings in the song, Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. I gave her my heart, but she wanted my soul. Perhaps again, referencing such deal with the devil. Yeah, I suppose I, on my mind recently, these uh, satanic rituals have been, and when I say that like Yoda, <laughs> <laughs> on my mind they've been. So watching the Alex Jones podcast, I was <laughs> no, I was normal, but, but yeah, I was watching the recent Alex Jones podcast with Joe Rogan, where he was once again talking about the satanic rituals held by the elite. So it's quite fascinating stuff, really. If it's as true as he claims it is, he says he's got video footage and everything. It doesn't certainly seem to be on the realms of possibility. But as for Bob Dylan selling his soul, maybe he's just giving a typical musician's sort of 
edgy and cool with the news reporter sort of answer. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I did watch the interview and, I mean, he seems pretty serious, but again, could just be, you know, playing a character or an act or whatever. Doesn't want to give his give his secrets away. I mean, he could well be touring and making music just because he enjoys doing it. He's not doing it for the money. Yeah, heaven forbid. Yeah, but he did say, I'm doing it to keep up the bargain on my end, so... Read into that what you will. Yeah, that does stuff. So, if you if you're going to go right down the conspiracy route, then maybe he's got even got to deal with the Illuminati, trying to break free with his lyrics, trying to expose everything about JFK assassination. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you never know. I mean, there's been rumours of similar things happening in the past. You know, with I know when um, Miley Cyrus went a bit mental for a, <laughs> for a few months, as that was supposedly her trying to break free of the like Disney Channel that controlled her and stuff. So maybe it's another. Just one step up from that. Yeah, so you've got Disney Plus trying to take over the world, and you've also got the Illuminati. <laughs> Go for a merger. Watch this space. <laughs> so as, as I'm sure a lot of people are already aware, the Illuminati and Satanism are actually kind of already quite deeply embedded in the music industry, or at least allegedly. Some of the most famous examples would be Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, a brilliant song, but it's famously embedded with numerous references to Satan and 666. If played backwards, you can supposedly hear, and I mean, I've seen the video and let's do it backwards. And um, when you have the lyrics in front of you, it's easy to pick out. But I think probably if you didn't have them, you might struggle. But the lyrics kind of say, here's my sweet Satan. And oh, I will never be saved because I live with Satan. Mm-hmm. Just to offer a slight counterpoint, I think rock and roll and just rock and heavier music in general has always had a bit of an obsession with darker themes and things. Like you say, you got Iron Maiden's 666, Number of the Beast. Absolutely brilliant song. Or any, basically most ACDC songs, Hell's Bells, Highway to Hell, etc. Oh yeah, exactly. But I mean, I mean, those are two enormous bands. So what's to say they don't reference all that stuff because of deals with the devil or deals with Illuminati, whatever, just honouring them? Well, maybe I suppose Steve Harris said about the um, Number of the Beast, it was based on a dream he had. So maybe it's um, foreshadowing or something like that in the dream that he was going to do a deal with the devil. Who knows? That mm-hmm. song was a ticket. Maybe Satan's just a big fan of rock. <laughs> <laughs> if he's going to listen to anything, I think he's going to yeah. listen to rock, to be fair. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, numerous artists have referenced Satan in their music. Kanye West is another one. He claimed that he loves Jesus, but he learned a lot from Satan in the track Devil in a New Dress. So yeah, I mean, to be honest, that kind of rounds it up. Clearly, there are numerous references to the Illuminati and the devil within pop music. But did Bob Dylan really make a pact with the devil and the Illuminati in order to achieve his success? Or is he just a man with a serious gift? What do you think? Well, it does seem to be a lot of crossover between music and the Illuminati. Let's say Beyonce, Jay-Z, Katy Perry you mentioned in the intro. Then yeah, yeah, drag in the potential dealings with the devil. I think it's a bit of a cliche in blues music as well that quite a lot of artists claim to have sold their souls to the devil mm-hmm. in exchange for their skills. But I'm not sure if it goes as deep as Bob Dylan actually having sold his soul to the devil in exchange for fame and fortune. It does seem like he might be betraying his pact slightly if he goes and wins a Nobel Prize. For, actually, no, because I'm thinking about the <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. No, but then again, the JFK assassination thing, which reminds you, that's another topic we'll have to cover at some point. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe he could know a little bit more, more than what's going on, because there's certainly a lot of conspiracies involved with that. And I think the Illuminati is front and centre as part of the reason for why he might have been taken out, if you were to believe that there is an all-controlling power behind the scenes. But as an overall rating, I think, again, always fascinating. I do love a music conspiracy, a big music fan myself, so I'm going to go for an 8 out of 10 on this one. It's short but sweet and to the point, it does get you thinking 
Very nice. I'm happy with that. And of course, you've got the satanic ritual as well, which I think Alex Jones is basically adamant that have ha- seen videos that he claims to have taken from, I don't know, US government rituals where they're burning things at stakes, dressed up in dark robes and stuff. So it's obviously anything Alex Jones says, you take with a massive pinch of salt, but yeah, he does stick to his stories. He's, he seems very much... He, there's no beating around the bush with him. He claims to know what he knows, and he will defend that to the end. So you've got to respect him for that somewhat. I think there's definitely people who worship Satan and do those rituals in the world, because it just has to be. I think the only thing you would question is whether it is those same people who are running the world, which Alex Jones seems to think so, but it's difficult to say. It's difficult when you link every single problem back to those blooming globalists, and then by extension the New World Order, and then by extension again the Illuminati. But that's certainly coming into the forefront now recently with news about conspiracy about this Project Reset, which is involved with coronavirus. But again, that's another topic for another episode. But as good a conspiracy as it was, I might have to take the believability quite low on this one, just because (laughs) while there is a church of Satan, Satanism is a religion, and lots of people have a fascination with the occult, I'm not sure that I could say that Bob Dylan would be a perfect candidate for having sold his soul to the devil, partly because I'm not sure the devil actually exists. And and maybe even the Illuminati. Maybe the Illuminati is a bit more plausible, but even so... Well, I like to try and control the masses through popular culture. You'd think, especially in today's day and age, Bob Dylan's a little bit more niche than, say, a Beyonce or a Katy Perry. That's why they're in there now. He's peaked already. You've got to get the fresh blood. Well, I suppose yeah, he's, maybe he's, he's just time to keep him at his end because it's a, it's a deal that goes on till death. But I think my rating, I will go, I'll entertain it a little bit because it's quite rock and roll. <laughs> I'll go for a 3.5 out of 10 on believability. I'll take it, I'll take it. Before I go to Luke for uh, his rating, one thing I will say that I forgot to mention as part of my research, I basically got curious because when you say you sell your soul to devil, I wanted to see how much (laughs) you could sell your soul for. (laughs) According to Business Insider, the market rate for a soul is anywhere from $540,000 to $8.6 million. Who's buying it? <laughs> exactly. And what kind of range is that? If I should find your life's only worth 540000 <laughs> Would you do it, though? Say someone walks up to you, they look a bit mysterious, they say, I'll give you half a million pounds and I'll buy your soul off you. I'm no, no I it it just I sounds like you're gonna get killed or something on the spot. Exactly, I, I just wouldn't. I just don't I think I'd bring myself to. If it was, if it was maybe like five million or something like that, something maybe money that could actually be life changing, I, I could you, give it some thought. Would you sell your kidney for like twenty million? Do I need both yeah, of them? Probably. <laughs> no. no, you don't. Just if one of them goes wrong, you're a bit knackered. But oh, then in that case, I'll be able to use some of my money to buy someone else's exactly. kidneys. But yeah. <laughs> Right, so Luke, do you want to give me your thoughts? Yeah, it's certainly an interesting one, and it's nice to hear like a subset of the entire, the whole music industry is linked to the Illuminati thing and have a real case study in Bob Dylan. I mean, he has got undoubted success, and he's a huge name, and you know, he's obviously very talented, but I think people did definitely find it strange when he was picking up the Nobel Peace Prize for Literature, and no matter how good his lyrics were, because it was kind of unheard of for an artist to actually win that award. But yeah, link, linking the one of the most famous musicians of all time to such a prevalent, secretive organization is going to score quite highly. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. In terms of believability, um, I think looking at the music industry as a whole, there's there's definitely some weird symbolism. In terms of the whole having devil in the lyrics, there's, there's probably, what, like hundreds and thousands of songs. There's almost certainly going to be some reference to the devil or Satan. No Just matter about, what. yeah. Yeah, but also what you do say in regards to like, 
the satanic rituals and stuff like that. You said that some people in the world will believe it no matter what. And I do agree with that. I mean, don't really know the ins and outs, but paganism definitely had some kind of similar beliefs. And, you know, there's still a massive festival every year in America called Halloween, which is a pagan festival. So there you go. People are still out there celebrating that. Christmas traces roots back to paganism as well. Well, yeah, I don't think pretty much everything yeah. can do. Yeah, not, not, not the actual Christmas in the birth of Jesus Christ, but some of the traditions we have, like the Christmas tree, things like that. That's something to do with paganism, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, maybe a Christmas conspiracies episode. Mm. <laughs> I could see it being relatively believable when you throw the devil in there. I, I find it less believable because I just don't believe in that kind of stuff. But the fact that he could have someone kind of controlling him, it's that, that interview sounds weird where he's basically just talking about, you know, he's sold his soul and he's got to do it because he, he owes them doing his part of the bargain um I, i'm gonna score it at three and a half out of ten not bad not bad i'll quickly give my thoughts i quite enjoyed this one like callum said it's quite a rock and roll theory that one of the biggest artists of all time is only there because he sold his soul to the devil and also reminds me of a really good simpsons episode so i liked it because of that. <laughs> yeah um, I, know, I know that one so, yeah. he's the page yeah. right? it's a classic yeah yeah it's so good so i'm gonna give i think i'm gonna give it an eight as well actually Believability-wise, I think definitely some of the stuff he says, and it was a weird topic talking about Kennedy, which, again, talking about owing debts and stuff. Sounds like he might know a little bit about what happened there. And also, obviously, the interview um, talking about a bargain regarding his destiny with the chief commander on this earth in the world we can't see. I think that's it's almost poetic in the way he says it, but it doesn't really mean anything if you if you ignore the devil part. So, a bit odd, unless he just means it's his fate or whatever, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think there's always going to be references to the devil in music, not least because it's seen as quite a rock and roll anti-establishment almost thing to do. So, believable is I'll go a little bit higher and I'll go for a 4 out of 10. I'm now going to hand over to Luke for his theory. Yeah, thanks for that, John. So... My theory actually kind of ties in the overall Illuminati theory that, you know, they're trying to control the world and the world leaders are all agents of the Illuminati. But my, my focus is kind of on the EU and Britain. So the theory is that the EU is run by the Illuminati and, you know, the politicians all know this and they're all agents of the Illuminati. But a number of British politicians have fought back by encouraging Brexit and also offering help to Hong Kong as they fight the Illuminati in China. Right, I've, I'm convinced already. No need to say anymore. <laughs> so the theory is, obviously, as we know, the Illuminati wants the world to be integrated so that it can easily control the masses. For this, of course, a country like the United States is optimum because it's so well integrated. You've got this massive landmass, so many people, and it's all integrated under one leader. And obviously, so is China. The two largest powers combined have just one leader each. The European powerhouses, on the other hand, were all separated. And so a system to integrate them all was needed. The Illuminati seek to expose its power over Europe right from its home, as John mentioned in the introduction, in none other than Bavaria, Germany. I'm also now with Joe Biden's election. If you believe the allegations against his son Hunter, China and the US could be working even more closely in the there future. There we go. Much more close than we really know. They might they might seem like uh, rivals on paper, but you know, if you delve deeper into it, it's not the truth. There's got to be something like competition, whether that's not actually competition. I'm trying to remember back to economics. But... Collusion, what? I mean game theory game sort of yeah i think game theory is what you're going with it's basically it's collusion isn't it at the end of the day you mean day. they have to work together to work oh, together tacit collusion that's the one that's the one i think yeah, yeah well, the one without saying anything yeah. yeah but yeah so right from his home in Bavaria, germany adolf hitler in world war one served in a bavarian regiment 
1923, Hitler and his followers staged the infamous Beerhold Putsch in Munich, where he announced himself leader of Germany and carried out a failed takeover of the government within Bavaria. So you say beer hole putsch? I don't know what the uh, German is. That, is, that, is that like some rounds of beer and some putting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his first name's really beer hole. That's like a nickname for a rugby player. Down the- <laughs> Wait, he staged a beer hole putsch. It's not a name. <laughs> oh, I thought you said his name was that. I was going to say. <laughs> so he basically staged a round of mini golf with a yeah. lad. On October. <laughs> he basically, they were in a beer hole in Munich. Clearly had a couple of pints and he announced himself leader of the Nazi party. <laughs> Killed, killed like killed like a few Jewish right. people well, and then I, I tried pro- to take over Germany. I promise I won't get all political. <laughs> yeah. all putsch. Couple of steins after three drinks later. Yeah. <laughs> I am now the leader of the Nazi party. <laughs> so yeah, from here the plan was to integrate Europe and further the world under one rule. And this happened. Obviously, Germany attempted this during World War Two. However, it failed after defeat to the main enemy of the Illuminati, the Socialist Soviet Union. It may seem strange, of course, that if America is also controlled by Illuminati, then why would they choose to fight in World War II? The argument here is that they stayed out of it purposefully for years and only joined when they had no choice to save face and keep the organization under secrecy until it could eventually infest the entire world. Very true, as we covered in our World War II podcast. I say very true, you can speak about it. <laughs> very true. <laughs> so then if you move on to the other two famous allies... France and Britain, uh, apparently they've supposedly kept the Illuminati out of their countries or out of politics until then, so weren't under the spell. Unfortunately, France have now fallen to the EU project. They have, yeah. So ironically, where Germany failed to take over Europe and the Illuminati failed to take over Europe, they actually managed to cause a want to integrate Europe to ensure nothing so detrimental as World War II could ever happen again. And hence, the campaign for an integrated Europe commenced. Supposedly by the late 60s, the Illuminati had managed to find its way into almost every lead role in the Europe, with the exception of Oliviera Salazar in Portugal and Charles de Gaulle in France. So essentially they had agents or puppets running every country apart from France or Portugal by the late 60s. Is that including Yeah, it is including the UK. So these two threw up challenges to the Illuminati, but were eventually replaced by Illuminati agents at the end of their tenancy, with Europe being ruled by Illuminati agents ever since. This led them with ease to create an integrated Europe without much kind of opposition, adding more and more countries as they went on and managed to infiltrate some of the smaller European countries as well, including former Soviet bloc countries. This creating united Europe that would become more integrated over time, making it much easier to control the masses. There was, however, a challenger. The British, for good or bad, have always liked to do things their own way. And a number of British politicians threw up challenges to the Illuminati-led EU. They weren't massively successful, though, with their fight for an independent UK, seeing them still joining the EU. However, they did keep their own currency, which did pose a threat to the Illuminati, as it was a blocker for further integration. The Illuminati had long recognised that the UK was going to be a challenge for its ambitions, its distaste for Germans, Europeans' distaste for Britain. It's longing for freedom and preference to control others rather than be controlled is going to be an issue. Despite this, the Illuminati had some control over Parliament and obviously the leader was an Illuminati agent. And in the 60s, the Illuminati decided to build an entire town dedicated to be Europe's modern Illuminati headquarters. A town that was built in the 60s in the UK. Yeah, you guys going to throw any guesses at what, what this Illuminati Europe headquarters is? <laughs> There's an entire town in the UK who were the headquarters of the Illuminati. It's its only purpose. And it was built in the 1960s. An entire town just built out of scratch. I don't know. It, it's now got a population of 250,000. 
Would we know it just as a, as a town in England? Yes, you would definitely know it. Royal Leamington Spa. No, it isn't. It's nearby. <laughs> nearby. Do you not know a modern town in England nearby? I don't know many towns in England. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll just give you the answer. It's none other than Milton Keynes. Oh right. Oh wow. The town, as I mentioned, was built almost from scratch. Now has a population of two hundred fifty thousand, a large football stadium, and a university, just to make sure it fits in and looks normal. There are, however, a number of out-of-place pyramids in the city, and owed to the real founders. Also, as John mentioned, the Illuminati may have been born out of Bavaria, but is strongly infested in the USA, which obviously explains the US's very quick switch from Russia's close allies in World War II to sworn enemies in the Cold War, taking on the enemy that Germany failed to beat. And as John mentioned in the intro, it's also believed that the CIA is led by the Illuminati and that this theory basically says it's actually the CIA who helped build Milton Keynes and uses its headquarters regularly. I don't know if either of you know, but Milton Keynes is actually a grid system. Grid system? No roundabouts? Uh, No, actually Milton Keynes has a load of roundabouts, but it's a grid system like America. Yeah, if you look at Milton Keynes, it's a total grid. Um, and that's apparently because the CIA built Milton Keynes. I get confused. So what do you mean? What do you not mean? Like a block you system, just all crossroads. It's just like, yeah, it's like literally... Well, a, they're all straight. Yeah. Right. Did you not know that was a thing in America? Oh, wow. No, I didn't know. Yeah, so, literally. Uh, blocks yeah, and stuff. At least how the people of the Milton Keynes population <laughs> don't refer to them as blocks as well. <laughs> but yeah, what, when you look into it a bit deeper, there's actually a very famous CIA project called Project MK Ultra, better known as the CIA Mind oh. Control Programme. It's the code name given to a program of experiments on human subjects undertaken by the CIA, which were intended to identify and develop drugs to be used in interrogations in order to weaken the individual and force confessions through mind control. Obviously, very intelligent people have worked out that the MK and Project MK Ultra refers to Milton Keynes. <laughs> well, to be fair, you can't oh. stop the mind control because that'd be MC. <laughs> Good point. And that means something else in the rap. <laughs> Yeah, MC Ultra sounds like it's his rap artist ever. To be fair, isn't MK Ultra a stronger band anyway? Well, it's I got a CIA this... mind control program. Yeah, it does ring a bell. To be fair, they, it will it will have been named after the government. Yeah. Throw the bloody Mandela effect. So yeah, here you there have you this American town with a grid system in the UK with lots of pyramids, lots of roundabouts too, for some reason. But it's the Illuminati's headquarters, and it's carrying out a project to try and force confessions through mind control. And it's believed that the reason for this is kind of like you know to catch politicians out and have something to hold over them so that you can use them as your puppet. And it's also believed it was used to train agents for political assassinations. Um, and it was here where CIA agents were trained to assassinate Ronald Reagan, who apparently alongside JFK was the only president not to be an Illuminati agent. However, obviously, JFK did get assassinated, which Bob Dylan kindly stated, but Reagan's assassination <laughs> attempt was a fail. What actually happened with that? Can you just off the top of your head, do you remember? I don't recall any information about the Reagan assassination attempt. I've never really come across it, I think, until this podcast. Actually. To be honest, I don't, I don't really know what happened. I just know, didn't someone break into the White House or something? Or was that Obama? <laughs> Why Obama, Obama broke in? When he wasn't there or something. <laughs> Within the oh, Milton Keynes headquarters, the Illuminati could monitor the UK while the rest of Europe happily got on with becoming more and more integrated. Even though they were led by Illuminati agents, most European countries and the masses could benefit in some way from the EU. And so it was advantageous and the people were happy to join, often with little resistance. Obviously, unbeknowing to supposedly signing up to be controlled, countries like Germany could use it for frictionless trade. And then less rich European countries like Greece could use it 
to borrow at low interest rates and you know this just helped create large growth (laughs) actually for a long time project mk ultra was a success and the whole idea of milton Keynes being an illuminati headquarters was successful with any british politician or any person at all opposing the eu being threatened and keeping quiet none more evident than a guy who's actually a non-british politician but george soros the man who single-handedly bullied the uk out of the european exchange rate system which was the precursor to the euro and you know that posed a threat to the illuminati he's, he's got them out of integration but he has now obviously switched his beliefs to be ultra liberal and very pro integration yeah i was gonna say i thought george source is actually prime yeah, agent I mean, for the illuminati the day, he completely <laughs> literally changed his stance massively I suppose it's a bit like that cliche of maybe um, in films and stuff. You see some a kid get um, robs you, you think you hire them on, or someone hacks you, you hire them because they've got mm. such good skills. Maybe that's what happened with Soros. But yeah, over time, the British people kept fighting and a larger supporter base grew for resistance, making it hard for the Illuminati to do anything. Despite their control, they led under the guise of democracy, whilst obviously secretly controlling all the major parties in every country. So, you know, they're like, oh, We've got democracy, but, you know, we actually control both the parties. But a new party was formed that stood in rivalry to the Illuminati, the UK Independence Party. They saw huge-scale success and enough influence to get a referendum. It it may seem very silly, this offer of a referendum, given that the leader was a supposed agent, but the Illuminati and the people of the UK only saw one outcome of the referendum, and that was a vote to stay in the EU. It sent shockwaves throughout every household in the UK to see Brexit had won. During this whole time, the spokesperson and leader for the UK Independence Party, Nigel Farage, had survived a number of assassination attempts planned from Milton Keynes. (laughs) 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 Most famous of which you all know is a plane crash in 2010, which he survived. He says new light on it now being an Illuminati assassination attempt. But I suppose they have got previous, you think... If we're going back to the flat earth one, if it's the CIA, so that guy did his um, rocket yeah, exactly. crash. There's definitely a pattern oh, yeah. emerging there. So yeah, Nigel Farage is a very uh, controversial figure in the UK, but whether you like him or hate him, it's almost undeniable that Brexit could have happened without him. And so wiping him away would have probably answered a lot of the Illuminati's issues. So just some assassination attempts again. So don't tell me the guy threw a milkshake at him. That was one of the So after Brexit, the Illuminati tried to insert the influence it has in every other European country to block any Brexit deal. Conservative MP Jacob Rees-Mogg even stood up in Parliament and blamed the Illuminati for Brexit talks falling apart, indicating he strongly believed they were controlling the EU. This, This is not even like a lie. He genuinely, in Parliament, accused the Illuminati of trying to block Brexit. Crazy politician saying that. It's it's mental. And I mean, I'm sure he knows like most of the politicians across the major European countries. So he's accusing people he knows of being in the league. Pulled back the curtain for us all. And then as well, even opposition party leader Jeremy Corbyn back to Mural in London, which depicted the Illuminati playing board games on a board which is carried by the masses. It's worth noting that despite being far left, Corbyn kind of refused to take a stance on Brexit, with many signs indicating that he was also anti-EU slash Illuminati, which would make sense given the Illuminati are very anti-socialism. Question now would be, does the Illuminati need Britain? And the answer is probably no. Controlling the USA, China and the EU means the only big lines of resistance would now be Britain and Russia. An Illuminati-led China might seem ironic considering its communist nature, but it's actually the Illuminati's finest work. Under the guise of communism, they managed to build one of the world's most capitalist countries whose population kneels blindly to whatever the government does and is incredibly easily controlled. 
whilst Russia is still standing, German and American-led campaigns against the country have seen it suffer greatly. If Britain continues to oppose the Illuminati, will it suffer the same fate? What do you guys think? Wow, that's what I'm going to say first and foremost. That must be one of the best conspiracy theories we've had on this podcast. So I'm definitely going to score it very I mean, highly. I just find it so funny. Like Just linking together stuff like Milton Keynes and the Illuminati just makes me laugh just because it's just such a weird thought. Yeah. So this next thing you're going to tell me that Wimbledon that will be the last bastion for the Illuminati <laughs> if Milton is the last Keynes is their centre in the UK. Headquarters on Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> Brings new meaning to that particular derby and is already hotly it's contested as it were. Illuminati <laughs> derby. <laughs> Go get the BBC Sport on the, on the phone. We've got a new name for it. You got the newspapers. Yeah, so we've got so many different things you can draw from that theory. This has... Obviously, the, the Illuminati being the central thing, we lump in Brexit, world wars, foreign collusion. We say it so, quite often on the podcast, but this theory has everything and more, I think, given it's a particularly close-to-home one. So I think I'm going to go for, don't do this very often, I'm going to go for a full Ooh. 10 out of 10 on this one. I really enjoyed hearing about it. Is this one you found on the internet? Have you made it up or is it a bit of it's both? It's a bit of both. It's like piecing together a jigsaw. Like I found bits and pieces and just kind of chucked them together to make one big theory. Like the thing with Nigel Farage, I, I made up the assassination attempts, but, you know, he did actually have a plane oh. crash. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility for some uh, conspiracy theorists to link the plane crash yeah. if they believe the rest of it and they put the pieces together as you have. But on the believability front, there are certainly some elements of the Illuminati that could be observed from the EU's growing power. I think as power. well, the thing that was most damning for me is kind of the first thing I actually found out when I was researching this is Jacob Rees-Mogg standing. I know he's not deemed in very high esteem by a lot of people, but, you know, the fact that he stood up in Parliament, which is such a big deal and blame the Illuminati is, is saying something and also Jeremy Corbyn uh, recognising the Illuminati as well. Yeah, one thing about Rhys Mogg, you can knock him all like, but he is principled and he will stick to his principles. So big up for the big man for shouting down the Illuminati and trying to protect us all whether I mean, we want it or not. hear any stories about Jacob Rhys Mogg having, you know, a car crash or anything like that, you know, know where it's coming from now. For sure. Don't want to make this about Brexit and anti-EU and stuff, but there are certain elements of the EU that could be deemed definitely trying to usher in more of a one-world government. Because I think there've been some of the rhetoric that's come out of there in recent times, especially with Britain threatening to leave and then leaving, doesn't paint them in a good light. They want to deflect away from potentially being part of the Illuminati. So the believability, even though it is, is a theory that's been pieced together from a lot of different ones, it's not as low as it could be, in my opinion. When you do hear the EU talking about sort of an EU army and make it even harder for other countries to leave the way the UK have and that it is controlled by Germany and that Angela Merkel may or may not be the granddaughter of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Taking all that into account, of course, the very compelling evidence that the MK Ultra is actually Milton Keynes and that's where center, the CIA is training agents and clearly haven't trained them to operate on the UK's road system. Oh. They've had to simplify it a bit and build the grid system just to make sure they're a bit more familiar on home turf. Taking it all into account, maybe a little bit of wishful thinking as well, because I say I wish for an Illuminati to be real. It would, it would certainly explain a lot of things if the Illuminati was to be revealed, to be actual existence. I'm going to go for maybe a slightly generous 4.5 out I'll of 10. I'll definitely take that, yeah. Uh, what about you, John? Um, yeah, I think same as Callum. I really enjoyed that one. You lost me a little bit at the beginning with all the Germany stuff as soon as I got the... <laughs> 
pub or whatever <laughs> the thing was called. <laughs> but then you very much brought me back on board with the whole Milton Keynes thing. And I, I've always wondered why the MK has not been my uh, MC for my control. So that one ticked off. <laughs> yeah. And and again, the thing I found quite compelling, although I wasn't aware of the grid system stuff, the fact that you said, you know, it's an it's an American thing and provably by the fact that I hadn't heard of it, it's not really a thing over here. Um, but the fact they have it in Milton Keynes, does it mean the CIA built it? Slash the Illuminati? You I never mean, know. It wouldn't surprise me. Big fans it's, of pyramids it's as well. It's so uh, annoying, like, really yeah. by the grid system. Like, you just look at a map of New York, you'll, you'll understand it. It's literally just straight lines. It's horrible. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, it's yeah. done well. The worst thing work. about it is have everything even linked more up. triggering is when I was in New York, I was still getting lost despite everything just being like straight. I suppose, I suppose <laughs> when you build a city or a town from the ground up, just all at the same time, not like most British towns that sort of just merge and build and expand. If you set out to build something, you can set in a nice orderly grid system. Exactly. Like <laughs> So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the oval theory. So I'm going to go high as well. I'm going for a 9 out of 10 on that. Really enjoyed it. Believability-wise, again, sort of as I touched on, I think the whole MK, so it sounds far-fetched, but it's as good an explanation as any I've heard. Uh, and I like the idea of the Illuminati controlling, you know, the whole of Europe and maybe even the world, but having that <laughs> There's something very likeable like that. I've warmed to the Illuminati with that one. So, yeah, believability is quite difficult. To give it one, I'll be generous and go, because you're kind of assuming, A, the Illuminati do exist, do run Europe, did struggle taking over the UK, and then you also got to, that, and that's difficult <laughs> enough, and then you've also got to assume Milton Keynes is ahead of it all. So, I think yeah, I'm going to yeah, be very no, generous um, 3 out of 10. Just to give my thoughts, I, I found this one really fun to research, and, you know, I, I was going down a bit of a rabbit hole, like, finding other things and kind of combining them into this theory. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely hard to give a believability score, because it's a load of theories kind of chucked together to make one big theory. But just because of how fun it is, I'm, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 in terms of a theory. Um, in terms of believability, yeah, I mean, it's, as John said, it's linking so much together. Like, I guess you could argue the kind of EU run by the Illuminati is just basically how believable you think it is that the Illuminati exists, full stop, and like how much power they actually have. But then when you're linking stuff like, you know, Brexit's happening because people are trying to form a resistance against it. Russia is also a resistance to it. Then it kind of tails down a bit in the believability. So also, does the Russian being against it, does it could explain the Russian interference with oh, the US elections? Yeah. And and their interference don't forget about the interference in Brexit. That defies it though, doesn't it? Because if they're interfering with Brexit and they're against the Illuminati as well, they surely they'd want... Oh no, yeah, actually, they're going to get interfered in Brexit. That bumps up the believability. Yeah, definitely. One thing I will say is I've really <laughs> never liked Milton Keynes. I've always had a bit of a hatred for the town. I do think that is because of football <laughs> reasons. So for the, those of you not familiar, basically Milton Keynes football team just picked up a team from London and moved it to Milton Keynes and then all the fans in London like lost their football club so any football fan in the UK hates Milton Keynes but you know just to find out they're hiding the Illuminati and trying to take over the world just makes makes the town a little bit worse to be honest. yeah so that, that explains my Illuminati yeah. derby little argument uh, for more content yeah I, I think overall it's, it's not the most believable theory so I'm going to go for a, a two out of ten on that one I think that wraps up all our theories now it's it's been an interesting episode, but over to John, who's going to uh, go forth with a game of Conspiracy. Thanks for that theory, Luke. So now we're going to move on to our fan favourite game, Conspiracy. Now, for those of you who are new listeners or perhaps haven't listened this far before, Conspiracy is a little game we play at the end of every episode where basically 
I list three theories. Two of them I found somewhere on the internet. Doesn't necessarily mean they're true, but somebody somewhere believes them or has written them down. And then the other one I've made up myself. And the uh, job of the other two co-hosts is to sort the uh, one I've made up from the two that I found online. So we'll go straight into it then. Theory number one. Beyonce was taken from her parents at childhood by the Illuminati and made into a pop star. Theory number two. Lord is actually a 40-year-old daughter of an Illuminati member. And number three. The Illuminati is now defunct and got replaced by the CIA. Wow. When you say Lord is now a four-year-old daughter, do you mean Lord? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So yeah, so I was waiting after her, Lord. Oh, I realised I was a singer who hasn't played anything yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord with an E. And, yeah, I think she's Australian or New Zealand, something like that. Big name in Los Santos. She can't be um, Australian. That doesn't exist. We established that last episode. (laughs) Sorry, my bad. (laughs) Slip of the tongue there. Must be from New Zealand. Have you got any more details? Yeah. So do you want me to just go through them in order? Okay. So number one is... Firstly, I will preface this by saying there's not a great deal of info on any of them. But I'll give you what I've got. So Beyonce was taken from her parents at childhood by the Illuminati and made into a pop star. Now, I don't know whether you've ever seen a Beyonce gig. She did the Super Bowl halftime. Was it last year or two years ago? Um, yeah, I remember the memes from that. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in in her live performances and in her music videos, she makes like a triangle symbol with her hands. Don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, you yeah, I find have... it easy online. You mean yeah? I know what you mean. Yeah. So this symbol obviously is quite an, an obvious link to the Illuminati. There is supposedly. The actual reason is that it's Rock Nation, which is Jay-Z's record label. It's like symbol for them. So that's why she does it, because obviously she's married to Jay-Z. But yeah, that's kind of the, one of the main reasons. She she seems to have a lot of triangle imagery and a lot of stuff she does. There was also a bit of fallout from this. So basically, if you remember a few years back, there was tension between Jay-Z and Beyonce's sister, Solange. Where basically, oh, I do remember this. Yeah, so basically Solange slapped Jay-Z in a lift and it was all caught on video. Now, this argument and tension was supposedly caused because Beyonce's real sister had actually found out about this whole thing because she thought Beyonce was just like adopted. And so she's actually found out she's basically been kidnapped by the Illuminati, made into a pop star. She found out Jay-Z was also aware of this, obviously being a supposed Illuminati member himself. And they came to blows in the lift. Is there any logic why the Illuminati would make her a pop star? Control the masses. Control the masses and money. Make some money. They're the main two reasons. They've okay. picked a pretty successful artist. They've groomed her into becoming a pretty successful artist. A good job, Illuminati. Project and building. That's what they did with her. Okay, so the second one, again, music-based. So it's that Lord is actually the 40-year-old daughter of an Illuminati member. So the story goes that Lord was so desperate for fame that she got told to pretend to be 20 years old rather than 40 in order to launch her career as a musical prodigy. So the supposed evidence for this is that no 20-year-old is this emotionally intelligent and has such a vested interest in sort of grammar and deep running themes. I think it's maybe perhaps a bit insulting to 20-year-olds. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> English language and literature students out there, please. So they take this to heart. <laughs> and so along with her talent and like a, a maturity well beyond her years, there was also a birth certificate of Lord that came out because a lot of people were saying she must be older than 20. And the official birth certificate looked very much doctored. It's not really a birth certificate. It's just a bit of like typed words on a page. It doesn't look very official. So a lot of people pointed fingers at that saying that can't be right. And also facial recognition software has been used on photos and videos of Lords. And the two ages it pulls out, I mean, it kind of proves it's not very accurate, but the ages it pulls out in one photo was 36 and in another was 49. 
for Ooh, someone who's supposedly 20. Ooh. Pretty sure I've been one of them, though. I've been told that <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure I trust him. Too. So she's so she's a member her of the mom, because Her mum is a member of the Illuminati, and she had a daughter who kind of got to 40 years old, was desperate for fame, and then Illuminati got together, launched her a career, and the provisor that she pretends to be 20. Makes sense. But that Nigerian footballer who plays for Lazio, Manala, <laughs> yeah. who's meant to be 17 and looks like <laughs> 60. Quite possibly. Illuminati. There was no way he was 17. No, oh, no way. Did he get exposed? I can't remember. No, no, I don't know. Too, man, yeah. 17. All right, your final one. The Illuminati is now defunct and got replaced by the CIA. So, a pact was allegedly made in the 1960s when a relative of one of the founding families of the Illuminati joined the CIA. They agreed to merge with the Illuminati bringing strong European ties, obviously founding in Bavaria, and the CIA bringing in its US ties. This merger was also used to throw people somewhat off the scent of the Illuminati as they effectively disbanded and stopped going by that name. So if they, if they ever kind of got out any spies or whatever in a secret meeting, they weren't being referred to as the Illuminati anymore. So they could kind of say the Illuminati don't exist and be telling the truth even though it still was effectively the same thing, just in league with the CIA. I suppose that makes some sense, because there's quite a lot of theories that we've throughout we've mentioned that the CIA have been behind, so, you know... Exactly. You never know. Right, point, what are your thoughts? It's quite a music-heavy one in this um, episode, which I quite like. I've definitely heard of certain allegations being made against several pop stars that are a bit crazy groove becoming us. Billie Eilish, for example, be the most recent example. Yeah, been an industry plan, allegedly. I'm not sure it would get stretches as far as kidnapping them at birth with shadowy organisation. Depending on your opinions towards record labels, now they may or may not exploit their artists. And also for the Lordy one specifically, I think there was a South Park episode that made fun of this where I think, um, what's his name, Randy was um, pretended to be or basically claimed that he was Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's not, I vaguely remember that one. So it's def- that's definitely could be a theory out there. And the CIA one, I mean, everyone loves to point the finger at this CIA, probably for good reason. And they do wield a lot of power in the conspiracy world. I mean, being behind, allegedly behind some of the biggest ones we've covered on this um, podcast, like moon landings and... 9-11, just to name a couple. But overall, though, I can't see there's not an obvious one that springs out to me. Right, this is the one that John's made up, so good job so far. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, you say that, you probably both get it right now. Uh, so I've got one in my Let's just hear if Luke's got a couple of thoughts first. I'll just push him in the direction to go. <laughs> uh, this is a tough one. I, I mean, there's obviously links to Beyonce being in the Illuminati. As John, I remember John mentioning that in the intro, so... Whether that's manifested in her having been stolen as a child and forced to be a pop star is a different story. But given that there is some kind of link there, I'm inclined to believe that's out there. Um, and then Lorda, I feel like, again, the theory that she is older than she looks could be possible. But whether that links into the Illuminati is another question itself. And then the CIA, CIA one, I just feel like, yeah, that's got that's got to be out there somewhere. You know, no surprise that the Illuminati was fun, was founded by the Germans and. <laughs> all that crap, and then then the Nazi scientists have somehow made their way into the CIA. Oh, that's a good link, actually. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if someone out there had linked that together. Equally, the story behind it seems a little bit fishy and potential for John to have made up. But I think for me, I'm going to go for the Lord one. I feel like it's just a bit okay, Callum. <laughs> so just on Lord, I've say recently seen pictures from pictures and records. It looks like she doesn't look anywhere near forty, in my opinion. I think it's if it's purely based on her emotional intelligence. That's a little bit of a tenuous link. Well, not according to the uh, age recognition software. 
age of 49. Well, I suppose, but a dodgy birth certificate, though, that does raise a few more suspicions. Or they, they accidentally type out in Comic Sans or something. <laughs> but uh, for the intre- in the interests of making it an interesting game of conspiracy, which I am not going to go for the same one as Luke. I'm going, I am going to go for... I'm going to go for the Beyonce one as being false, just because being kidnapped from birth. I, I don't think anyone's making that link because she's just a massive superstar. I don't think that's got anything to do with the fact that she might have been kidnapped from birth. She clearly got some talent and probably had cherry picked from a young age by record labels, but not kidnapped. So I think that's a little bit of a bridge too far for me to believe. And it's a CIA one. Seems like there's a lot of grounding there. But, you know, we always say, oh, I've definitely heard the CIA one before, et cetera, et cetera. So it's probably going to be that one, but I'm going to stick to number one, <laughs> Beyonce. Okay, so obviously it's a win for Conspiracy because I have fooled at least one of you. But is it a clean sweep? No, it's not. So, so we go through and so you correctly identify both of you. The CIA one is out there. Apparently there were 13 founding families of the Illuminati. One of the offspring of that then got in with the CIA, managed to wager sort of a merger between the two. And then they, they now jointly rule the world under the new name of the CIA. Don't know whether it's Central Illuminati Agents that it now stands for. <laughs> I was about to say, there's definitely an I in the middle, and there's an I <laughs> in the middle of the triangle or the pyramid. So go figure. That's, there you go. And the A looks a bit like a triangle as well of CIA. Now I'm looking at it. Too much. We're convincing the Illuminati's real now. <laughs> okay. The other true one is. Well, true. The other one that I found <laughs> online is the one regarding Lord. So it's a win for Callum. Get in there. Oh, so yeah, there, there was all that face recognition stuff did actually happen. Someone did pull up a photo of her and video of her. Sharon is 49. And I did watch that video in the photo of it, the age of 49. She does look quite old in it. She looks quite lined. But then there's other photos where she looks really young. So I don't know if it's just a bad camera angle or what, but. That certificate does look very dodgy. Hillary Clinton can attest to all that dodgy camera angles and stuff, making her look 20 years younger. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, even on that one, it's one thing saying she looks older than she is. It's another one saying that it's because she's the daughter of an Illuminati member and so <laughs> on. Wasn't a great deal backing that up. But yeah, the Beyonce one's the one I made up. So I suppose Callum sort of kind of got a nail on the head of the reason why that's the one that I made up. When I was searching for my initial theory, all that kept popping up was Beyonce Illuminati, Beyonce Illuminati, Beyonce Illuminati, absolutely everywhere. And I already knew about her making the Rock Nation triangle sign, kind of being that reason. Tried to tie in the Solange beef just to and throw you a bit off the scent, add a bit more believability to it. That was quite a good link, actually. I thought think there was some definitely enough evidence behind it. To, it could have been a legitimate theory, with especially the Solange and you know, good re- reason for the family dispute. But does anyone actually know what happened with that? It's not that we're really a uh, drama TMZ style channel. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think so. I didn't see a reason. Jay Z sleeping around or something. Yeah, possibly. I really don't know. Dragging her into the Illuminati. <laughs> so not letting her out. Unbeknown to us, is that exactly what happened? It's not even a conspiracy theory. It's still a win for conspiracy. <laughs> but yeah, so well done to Callum. He takes the win on that one, and as does conspiracy. So that rounds off our episode, I suppose. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, keep challenging the status quo.